Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, you and I know that one of the major things in grief and loss is peer support and buddies and those kind of things. And we're going to talk about a great program today that matches up kids with peer support and buddies. So we're going to talk about kids and grief buddies. So Heidi, you want to introduce our guest? Sure, I'd love to. Our guest today is Romy Lessig. Romy is the board chair for Camp Agape Bereavement Camp, and in 2021, she will integrate Footprints Ministry after-school program of peer grief support groups. Welcome to the show, Romy. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, how did you get involved in, in doing a camp and all this kind of thing? Well, I've spent many years working in different nonprofits, working with kids and I for years was in Boy Scouts, I had 12 years as a scout leader. And one of the leaders as I was uh, sort of aging out of scouts with my children and I was expressing the need to still find ways to serve children and all of the complexity in this world and how they develop and the needs they have. And someone said, you know, you need to go talk to the Camp Agape folks because you're, you're gonna find you know, that you like their mission. And as I went and talked to the team there, it really brought back to me my own experiences in my family when I lost my grandmother. I was in my early 20s, so I, you know, I did not lose her very young like some of these children did, but how just how impactful it was when you just had the rug pulled out from under you. And, you know, in such a significant person, uh, I actually lived with my grandmother for the summers. She had a farm and I mean, we would, just everything from the crops to the chickens to the livestock and just living life with her in nature in in love and communion it was just such a part of how I grew up and when that stopped and when I knew that that wasn't going to be there for my younger cousins it just it made me so grateful and and as I found out about this organization and how other children out there did not have their parents and grandparents for those formative years. It just really touched me. And that was 10 years ago. <laughs> I've never left. Every where, is, summer. where is Camp Agape? You know, Camp Agape is in Central Texas. So, uh, you know, we're, we're in varying places throughout the Central Texas, greater Austin area, but we draw campers from all over Texas, even in, you know, we've had them come as far away as uh, California, Nebraska, we had a family drive down for it. So we have kids from all over the country, but we are concentrated in Central and, Texas. And how long is Camp Agape? How long do you go for? When, so we've been around for 20 years running a four-day camp. And that's wow. part of what really makes it so special because for some of these kids, they really don't have the tools to talk about their emotions. They, yeah. they may not have talked to anyone about the level of their grief They may not even feel comfortable talking to their family members. Mm -hmm. And so 
the reason the four days is so important and what makes it unique is you have time to really set the stage, make them comfortable, make them feel like I can trust these people. I can share these emotions. I can be accepted for, you know, maybe they haven't felt comfortable talking to other people. And so while many kids in after day one or two, you know, they're talking, they're fine. Every year we have a handful of kids that they really don't come to that place of, of sharing and connection until maybe day three. And so being able to make the camp whatever that child needs, it, it, it's, it's really special to, by the fourth day, every kid is participating, every kid has shared and is understanding their connections to other people in grief and that there is hope on the other side. And so it's, uh, it's really special, the, the length of it. And that's another thing that has really kept me here for 10 years. And what about grief buddies? Talk about that. Oh, <laughs> so, um, Grief buddies, you are with your child 24-7 from the time they get there. We're typically a Monday through Thursday. From the time they get there at Monday lunch till the time their parents pick them up uh, Thursday afternoon, you are with them. You go through the activities. You have fun. You are with the horses. You go swimming. But even in at night, you know, they're in the top bunk, you're in the bottom bunk. And so if they're oh up at night God. with nightmares, you stand up and you're telling them it's okay. And, you know, wow. you are just, you are there. We have very long-term volunteers. We tend to, once you've volunteered uh, and get through that first year, which is terrifying, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, once you get through that, you want to come every summer and be matched with a child that hopefully you can give them a sense of comfort that they can take forward it and, and build from your listeners. If they've gotten as far as watching this podcast, they want to learn about grief. They, they may want to help others through grief. And if any of them are thinking, I can't do this. Oh, this is hard. Or, Oh, I can't volunteer. Just know that it is, it, it, it is worth, the discomfiture. It is worth being in a place, you know, yes, you, you will probably cry at some point in the four days. <laughs> I don't care how, how big and rough and tough a guy you are. You know, there, there are times where, you know, both the child's and your own tears are there and they're sometimes of frustration and anger. Sometimes they're of joy that someone they can finally talk to and remember their mom without making them uncomfortable. It's okay. No, we're all here. We know that sometimes you just want to be positive and celebrate and it's okay to do that. You know, it's just, all of the emotions are in play. They're all okay. And uh, let, you know, being, I just want to encourage people. If you had a thought of volunteering at some local child grief ministry, whether ours is non-denominational Christian, but there are secular ones that are also you know, very effective please take the time to do that. It, it's, it, you can do it. If you've gotten as far as this podcast, you have, <laughs> you have the skills to, to go make a difference. I love that because, you know, uh, one of the things in grief and loss and recovery is over the years, if you have an opportunity to volunteer, it can be so powerful to, and help other people through their process. How old are your kids? So we focus from seven to 12. Uh, we do have uh, a high school helpers program where kind of the 16, 17 year olds, 
typically they've been campers and then they'll come back when they're older. Um, so we, we do some things with them as well, but the core mission is seven to 12. And it's the reason it's an important period is by seven, you know, death is permanent. You know, mm -hmm. mom or dad aren't coming back. But you're not old enough to know how to deal with that. And, right. and you know, in sort of that seven to 12, you've got the, the pain of it, but you just don't have the coping mechanisms. Yeah. By the time you get into the teens, that's a, a somewhat different dynamic. And, and there's other groups that focus there. But, you know, we're trying to teach them emotional vocabulary how you know how can they have a discussion about their emotions how can they label something in a way that they can talk to a parent a grandparent a teacher a minister you know it, that being able to wrap it in a way that they can then talk to someone through it where it's surprising the number of kids and i think that's just something even in our society that they know they're being impacted, but they can't really communicate it. Or they, they'll, they'll, sometimes you'll see them and they'll, they'll have closed body language or they're holding their stomach or, you know, you know, one little girl I had, she it makes my hands hurt. Well, she was making fists, you know I mean? She, their bodies are, are internalizing all this. And until they can label it and talk about it and understand it as normal, it's like, Hey, this grief is a very complex process and that it will, impact this all in such different ways until they can have those conversations it's hard for them to get out of that you know my my hands hurt it's like no honey you know let's let's talk about this and you know and do understand that it's normal and understand your hands don't have to hurt you know i mean it, it's it's got to be something where you meet them where they are what is this child experiencing as grief and it and there's no real recipe book you just need to understand what is developmentally appropriate for a seven-year-old versus a 12-year-old and be able to to help them start that journey you're, you know you're not I, I love so much what you're saying because as i watch this what you're saying to me is if i have kids seven to 12 years old you're giving me a reason to find an outreach program yeah. for them that is a summer camp they can look at the national alliance of grieving children and find some of the programs. I know your programs allied with them, but find a program you're making. I mean, I want to come to your camp. I want to volunteer at Agape. <laughs> if I'm all the way from California, can I volunteer there? Uh, you can. That is funny. We had four people fly in, uh, not this past summer with COVID, but in summer of 2019, we had four adults fly in from California because one a uh, lady had moved from Central Texas out there, and she had gone on and on to all her friends about it, and they actually uh, flew in. So it, it, it yes, we, we would, we would welcome you. It, it's, it, it, and it's really the, 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 I'm sorry, I'm belaboring the four day, but it's just so important the arc that we have with the, because we start day one is all around connection and that they're not alone and other people have similar stories and you know this child unfortunately again back to our culture many times these children are isolated mm -hmm. i had one little girl tell me um she said the day i lost my dad i also lost my mom my teacher and all my friends mm -hmm. 
And what he meant by that was her dad died of cancer, Mm -hmm. but her mom was in so much pain herself. She was having trouble dealing with her own grief. And so they had sort of built this wall of silence between them. It's like, well, neither of them will say anything because that might cause the other one to start crying. Mm -hmm. And then her teacher had had no training in how to talk to children. And so she built a wall of silence and her seven-year-old peers, right? boy, nobody that's seven wants to even think about that your dad could die. And so they did not talk to her. And so here was a child that was in desperate need of connection and her whole world stepped back. I love what you're doing, Romy, because you're, you're normalizing their experience. You're letting them know they're not alone. You're making it safe to talk about it. You're giving them the words you're building insight with connecting their feelings with, you know, what they're thinking. I mean, you're, there's so many things that you're doing in that four day period that then then they can go and generalize outside of the camp into their other worlds, which is what this, a great example of what this little girl did. Yeah. Powerful. And it's a lot of, you, you try a lot of different things because different activities resonate with different kids. I love your energy and your passion. I can tell you care deeply for these kids and it's amazing that the work that you're doing and what a great tribute to your grandmother, because I know that was a hard loss and ironic that you grew up going to her ranch and now you're wrapping your arms around camp because you're realizing how powerful it is to be out in nature with people that you care about. So thank you so much for everything you're doing. Well, thank you for having me and for your listeners. You know, if you can't come to Camp Agape, go to your local place. And if you can volunteer, you will be uh, glad you did. Awesome. You can do it. All right. And thanks, everybody, for joining us today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.